Welcome to today's Bible study for December the 27th. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading with the Word of God. We thank you, Lord God, that your, your presence is here, your presence is known, and you are in this place. We welcome you. We thank you for opening our ears and our hearts to hear what your Word says to us this day in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. This article is by Gloria Copeland, Faith to Faith, Daily Devotional. The title is, Don't Answer. In Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but you be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world. If you live like the world, you'll be overcome by the world. It's as simple as that. So don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold. Instead, be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. Overcome the world by having your mind transformed to think like God thinks. In other words, when you see something in the Word, say, I agree with that. From now on, I am acting on that instead of what I used to think. For example, when sin calls your name, don't answer. Agree with the word instead and say, I'm dead to that, devil. You can't put me into it anymore. As you do that, you'll find yourself changing. You will find yourself living like a world overcomer. And now, Romans 6, 1 through 11. Well then... Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sins might lose his power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So that you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. And now for December 28, Major on Mercy by Kenneth Copeland. Exodus 33:18 tells us, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. What will you say is the single most outstanding thing about God? What's his most important characteristic? Some people would say it is his power. Others say it's His holiness, but God Himself will give a different answer. You can find that answer in Exodus 33. 
There, Moses is asking God to show him his glory. Now, the word glory could literally be translated heavyweight. It refers to the heaviest, biggest, grandest thing about someone. It's the sum total of their worth. So what Moses was actually saying was, Lord, I want to see the weightiest thing about you. I want to know you grandest attributes. What did God say to him in response? Chapter 34, verses 6 through 7 in Exodus tells us, The Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. Just think about that. When Moses asked God to show him the most important thing about himself, God showed him his mercy. That means if you and I are to imitate God, Ephesians 5.1, we must major in mercy too. Mercy, goodness, forgiveness, and compassion must mark our behavior above all else. Major on mercy and others will see the glory of God in you. And now for the reading of Exodus chapter 33 verses 7 to 23 and 34, 5 through 10. 7. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrance of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hoover at his entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably to you. It is true that you look favorably on me. Let me know your way so that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you and I know you by name. Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. 
The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you, for I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. For you may not look directly at my face, for no one who may see me and live, for no one may see me and live, the Lord continue. Look, stand near me on this rock, as my glorious presence passing by. I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will re remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Chapter 34, verses 5 through 10. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with me, and he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebelling, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped, and he said, O oh Lord, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, Listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. Amen and amen. And now, December 29, Remember Noah by Gloria Copeland. In Genesis 6, 7, and 8, it says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I had created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 6, 7, and 8. One of the dirtiest, most damaging lies that the devil ever told you was when he said, you aren't important. Don't you ever believe that? You are important. Every born-again member in the Church of Jesus Christ has a part to play in God's plan. God has something for you to do that no one else can do, just like you can. If you don't take your place and do your part, things won't be quite right. I can just hear you thinking, Oh, Gloria, I'm just one person. What could I possibly do that could be so significant? Look in Genesis 6 and you'll see the answer to that question. There you will see that the people on the earth had gotten so wicked that God had regretted that he ever made them. He was ready to wipe the whole population out, but he didn't. Why? Because of one man, Noah. One obedient man saved the human race. 
Think about that. What if Noah had said, well, this is just too much pressure for me. I can't live upright before God in the middle of this ungodly generation. I mean, everyone around me is living the other way. Every man around me imagines only evil in his heart. I can't make any difference in this dark world anyway. I'm just one man. Praise God. Noah didn't say that. He didn't picture himself as an insignificant man whose life didn't matter. According to Hebrews, he saw himself as a man to whom God has spoken and by faith he obeyed God. And because of that, he ended up being the only thing that stood between mankind and total destruction. Next time you're tempted to shrug off the instructions of God and be disobedient, next time you catch yourself thinking, it doesn't matter what I do, remember Noah. Consider the fact that whether you understand it or not, God is counting on you to carry out your part of his plan. Live like you're someone important in the kingdom of God. And sooner or later, you'll realize that you are. Scripture reading is Genesis 6. Genesis 6. Here we go. It says, Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their royal lifespans will be no more than 120 years. In those days and for some time after, giant Nephtalites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals, that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at this time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with voice. They have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. 
put the doors on the side, and build three decks. Inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive and be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded. Our next reading is December the 30th by Gloria Copeland. Born to victory. In John 16.33, the Amplified Bible says, I have told you these things, says Jesus. I have told you these things so that in me, in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulations and trials and distresses and frustrations. But be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. In me, says Jesus, you have perfect peace and confidence. In me. Amen. Jesus said, as long as you live in the world, you're going to have trouble. I can vouch for that. But you're not just in the world. You're in Jesus in the world. And that makes all the difference. You're in him and he's overcome every kind of trouble there is. As God's child... You're not the defeated trying to get victory. You're the overcomer, and Satan's trying to rob you of the victory that already belongs to you. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were born into victory because the victor came to live in you. Think about it. The victorious Jesus, the anointed one, the glorified and resurrected Lord, the ruler of the universe. Cheer up, my friend. Have perfect peace and confidence that Jesus who lives in you. And now for reading of John chapter 16, verses 15 to 33. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. Gives us a clear understanding and start on verse 12. I still have many things to tell you, says Jesus, but you can't handle them now. But when the friend comes, the spirit of the truth He will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. He won't draw attention to himself, but will make sense out of what is about to happen. And indeed, out of all that I have done and said, he will honor me. He will take from me and deliver it to you. Everything the Father has is also mine. That is why I said he takes from me and delivers it to you. In a day or so, you're not going to see me, but then in another day or so, you will see me. That stirred up a hornet's nest of questions among the disciples. What is he talking about? In a day or so, you're not going to see me, but then in another day or so, you will see me. And because I'm not on my way to the Father, what is this day or so? We don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they were dying to ask him what he meant. So he said, are you trying to figure out among yourself what I meant when I said in a day or so, you're not going to see me? 
But then in another day or so you will see me. Then fix this firmly in your minds. You're going to be in deep mourning while the godless world throws a party. You'll be sad, very sad, but your sadness will develop into gladness. When a woman gives birth, she has a hard time. There's no getting around it. But when the baby is born, there is joy in the birth. This new life in the world wipes out memory of the pain. The sadness you have right now is similar to the, that pain. But the coming joy is also similar. When I see you again, you'll be full of joy, and it will be a joy no one can rob from you. You'll no longer be so full of questions. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I reveal to you. Ask in my name according to my will, and he'll most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be a river overflowing in banks. I've used figures of speech in telling you these things. Soon I'll drop the figures and tell you about the Father in plain language. Then you can make your request directly to him in relation to this life I've revealed to you. I won't continue making requests of the Father on your behalf. I won't need to because you're going out on a limb, committed yourself to love and trust in me, believing I came directly from the Father. The Father loves you directly. First, I left the Father and I arrived in the world. Now I leave the world and travel to the Father. His disciples said, Finally, you're giving it to us straight. In plain talk, no more figures of speech. Now we know that you know everything. It all comes together in you. You won't have to put up with our questions anymore. We're convinced you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins and abandoning me. But I am not abandoned. The Father is with me. I told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulty. But take heart, I've conquered the world. December 31st, we have come to the end of the year. Today's scripture is in Psalms 113, verse 3. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The title is, Don't Speak, Shout Your Victory, by Kenneth Copeland. Praise God. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him at noon. Praise Him at night. If you'll never praise God in your life, then get started right now. Praise Him for freedom. Praise Him for healing and Calvary. Praise Him for the name of Jesus. You ought to be shouting your way to work and shouting your way back home. If there's anything the devil can't stand, it's praise. If you're taking territory from the devil and he's coming against you to get it back, this is not the time to sit down and whine about how things aren't working out. It's not time to decide that God has taken his hand off your life. It's time to get into the word and get yourself re-anchored in God's promises. It is time to keep those promises constantly before your eyes and in your heart. It is time to pray the prayer of faith 
and take your stand on the basis of his provisions. It is time to continue to do the things you know to do. When Satan starts shaking your mountain, don't retreat and run for cover. Speak to the mountain with the authority you will in the name of Jesus Christ. Then when you're done with that, start to praise and shout the victory. You don't have to be afraid of Satan. He'll be afraid of you. Now, scripture reading is Psalms 50. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous around about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goes out of thy foes. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. But unto the wicked God has said, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth, seeing that thou hatest instruction, and castest my words behind thee? When thou sawest a thief, then thou consentest with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as one as thyself, but I will reprove thee, and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, you that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him that ordered his conversation all right, will I show the salvation of God. Amen. Happy New Year, family. May God bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counts, and give you peace. Thank you so much for listening in.